Hey y'all, I wanna welcome you to a new episode of Crowning Convos, where every jewel you receive here gets you one step closer to receiving your crown from God. Now y'all, these jewels are not intended for you to just take, wrap them up in a bow and save them for Christmas or a holiday. But what you wanna do is take them back to God and start your own conversation where you will receive insight, instruction, and increase. I'm your host, Aaliyah, and I'm so happy that you're joining me today. So you guys, um, we will be doing the very fifth episode in the Being Faithful and Confusion series where God instructed me to quit my job and I was out of work for seven months, but he supernaturally paid my mortgage. Um, he paid the mortgage payments that I missed, but he also paid it up. So I will not resume making my mortgage payments until January of 2024. Um, so first, um, before we jump in that, I wanna say I hope you all have enjoyed um, your Thanksgiving holiday. I know we are now back to our regularly scheduled program, but I hope you guys enjoyed your holiday um, with your family or your friends if you have any. And even if you were by yourself, I hope you gave thanks just for being alive because there are so many people who did not make it to that day, right? So I hope you just found one thing to be thankful for that day. Um, second thing, y'all can hear it. I am stuffy and I have a sore throat, so I've found myself um, sick again or minimally with a sinus infection, but I have to push through. For some reason, it just was in my spirit to record today, even with everything that I have going on, and I'm just excited about it. And let me tell y'all, I have a lot going on. So right after that last episode that I posted with the orange sweater, my life has changed drastically my normal has changed drastically and I am still in the process of just trying to get used to my new normal. I'm not complaining about it or anything like that because I give thanks to God because it could always be worse. But this morning, as I was just thinking about my new normal and I was thinking about um, recording this episode, I thought about the very first testimony video I said. At the end of it, I said, by the end of this series, my life would have changed dramatically or drastically, one of those. I said my life would have changed. By the time we get to the end of this series, I can tell you that my life would have changed dramat dramatically. By the time I get to the end of this series right here, my life would have ended, not ended, it would have changed dramatically. And I owe it all to him. I guess you could say my life would have ended because my old life would have ended and I would be starting a new life with God. So we can't say that. I just didn't like how that sounded, but you know, I guess. I did not know. <laughs> and this is why I say I have to be careful about the things that I say because I know that the things that I say will come true. I know that. It may not come true in the way that I want them to because I definitely was talking about something else uh, happening for me and that's why my life would have changed. And the series is not over yet, so it does not mean that that thing won't happen. But I said that my life would have changed and it has. And I'm going to tell you guys all about it because I want to actually start a new series. I want to start a new series of just how God continues to show up for me, but not just show up, 
because sometimes the way that he be showing up, I did not even ask for that. I don't know what you're doing. He just be doing stuff, y'all. I be telling him, you must be pretty bored up there because why would you do that? So I actually want to start a new uh, testimony series after I end this one. I'm just telling y'all what my life has been like since this testimony. Like just, just, just giving y'all the tea on what God has done for me. So in the next series, I'm going to be showing y'all some videos. I need y'all to like really see how God is doing what he does for me. Like he just, y'all, there are no words. There are no words. And the only thing that I can do is say thank you because it could definitely be worse. It could definitely be worse. My situation could definitely be worse, but it's not. And I give all thanks to him for it not being worse. But I also give all thanks to him for my mind. Like, my mind last year, if what's happening now would have happened, I would have lost it. I would have spazzed out. I wouldn't have known how to act. But I've been so at peace and at calm because I'm like, Lord, this got to be you. Or... If it's the enemy, it's something that you're about to, to do with this. You're about to flip it. This is not going to be the end of this. So I can't wait to just tell y'all everything that has been happening. So we're going to go ahead and jump right into the episode. So if you remember in the last episode, I was telling y'all about how God wanted me to put up this deposit for the book deal that I had. I was thinking that I was going to get an advance, but he's like, no, you actually got to get something up. And not only that, but when I told him yes, that I would give the money up, I got a job interview. So we are going to pick up there. So all of that, the last thing that took place was I sent the deposit on April 12th. Well, after I sent that deposit, y'all, I got so anxious and I got a little bit of angry, I think, because even though I gave him my yes, I just still couldn't believe that he just had me to fork over almost $2,000 knowing that I'm not working, knowing that I don't have no income. Like, I was really mad at him, so I stopped writing. I stopped writing in my book. Um, I still was praying, but I'll be honest, my heart was far from him. And I don't know if I've talked about it in an episode before, but sometimes, like, we have shame or we have guilt and or we're mad at God. And, and don't let nobody make you feel like you can't, <clears throat> excuse me, that you can't be mad at him because God already know when we mad at him. He, but he, it doesn't mean that he doesn't want to have a conversation with you. He's not mad at you for being mad at him, but he wants you to lean in more on him, right? He doesn't want you to be mad off in the corner by yourself. Go be mad at him in his presence and let him comfort you let him give you peace let him love on you let him tell you what it is that he's trying to do right you don't have to be over here in the corner just mad at him and not talking but that's what a lot of us do i still do that like even still to this day i still do that but i don't do it as much now because i will go and tell him like i don't like i don't like that you're doing that or i don't like that i have to do that or i don't want to make you mad but i don't want to do that i have those conversations with him because he already knows it he already knows how I'm feeling, so might as well say it. So um, I was far from him. I wasn't really where I needed to be, right? And for that reason, I think that there was a delay in um, 
hearing back about the job. So the lady told me that she was gonna reach out to me within a week and she hadn't. So I ended up calling her one day and I couldn't reach her. And God told me then, you're not going to be able to speak to anybody because you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. And again, I'm supposed to be writing. I already gave the deposit up. I need to be working on the book. Like I need to be trying to get this book out. Why would I just give the deposit and not work on it anymore? But I still wasn't really working on it. So um, on 424, something happened. Um, and I was, I was upset at the person. I was upset at God. And um, the next day on the 25th, I cried the whole day. I cried. I read my Bible. I prayed. And then I cried again. And I think I talked about this. And like my second episode where I said like God really, God was talking to me about humility. And I said that I cried because I didn't want to do it no more. I told God, so let me just go back to how it happened. So I was in the couch, on the couch in my room and I was reading my Bible. I was reading the, the teen study Bible that I had and I was reading the Bible app on my phone. And I had so much shame. I had so much shame in me because God has had me to do things. God has had me to say things. God has had me to stand on things that are so different from what we are used to in our day-to-day -day life. And sometimes it can be a little embarrassing to me, y'all. Like at one at, at some point in time, I will be able to explain to y'all everything that God has had me to do behind the scenes. But it's so much. It, sometimes it's embarrassing to even talk about because if I tell a regular person, they're going to be like, oh, no, God wouldn't do that. God wouldn't tell you to do nothing like that. But he did. That's why I'm doing it. Otherwise, I wouldn't do it. And so with stuff like that, I don't even really have an outlet to talk to anybody about this. God has me doing this strange thing. I can't even talk to anybody about it because there's nobody who is going to understand unless they are going through it. And many are called, but few are chosen. So it's not too many people who are living the life that I live in submission to God and doing what it is that God is calling me to do. Like, forget me, forget my, my pride, forget my, my dignity, forget how I feel about myself. God has told me multiple times, your feelings have no place in the kingdom. Meaning you can't do what you want to do if it goes up against what I'm telling you to do. And if I'm telling you to do something and you don't like it, essentially, oh, well, because how you feel about this thing, it's not about you. It's not about you at all. And when you get out your feelings and you get back in God's presence, you will remember that it's not about you. Any and everything that he has us do is always about another person or another group of people or even just about him. But it's rarely about us. It's rarely about us. So this day, I'm just, y'all, I'm just out of it. 
I'm talking on my couch and I'm just crying to God. And I'm like, Lord, I love you so much. And I wish you was here on this couch with me. I wish I could sit in your lap and talk to you. I wish I could cry on your shoulder and just let you know like how bad I'm hurting. I wish I could hug and kiss on you and tell you how much I love you and how much I honor you and how much I respect you because you're just so good. Like I just glorified him, but I also was very honest with him about my feelings. And I said, I don't want to do this. I do not want to do this. I have so much shame. My heart is hurting. But if you want me to do it because I love you, because I love you and only because I love you, I will do this thing. But all I have is a willing heart, willing to please you. All I have is an obedient heart, willing to be obedient towards you. And all I have is, um, I have willingness, obedient, and hope, hope in you. Hope in you. I don't have hope in this other person. I don't have hope in myself. I don't have hope in this promise. I don't have hope in the situation. I have hope in you. I'm going to be obedient to you and I'm going to be willing. So if this person wants to talk to me, if you tell me to respond to them, I will respond. If I ain't got to respond, I'm not responding because I don't want to talk to them. I don't like them right now. And I was honest and he, he knew I was being for real. He knew I was done. So he, he had me, he took me to Ruth chapter two. And the verse that stands out to me is verse two, where it says, let me go out into the harvest field to, into the harvest fields to pick up the stalks of grain left behind by anyone who was kind enough to let me do it. Ruth was going to pick up after people their droppings the things that they dropped she was going to pick up their leftovers she was going to pick up how embarrassing could that have been to her right how many of us in this day and age are willing to go up behind somebody else and and pick up behind them pick up what they oh i don't like this apple this apple is bruised they throw it on the ground you gonna pick it up because that's what you need how many of us are able to are, are able to say that we would do that? I'm not. Well, and now I am. But at one point in time, I wouldn't be. I don't want nobody's leftovers. So God let me know. You don't think Ruth was shamed when she had to do that? She was this new person in town. Her, she lost her husband, her father-in-law. She following Naomi around and she going in here to pick up behind other people. Most of us will be, oh, I'm finna go pick up alongside them. I'm about to go pick up with them. Oh, you picking up this? Okay, I'm gonna follow you. But you can't do that. You can't just jump in, in, in where you wanna place yourself. You have to humble yourself. And sometimes that starts with starting from the very bottom. Sometimes that starts with picking up behind other people. And that's what she had to do. So not only did he take me to her, but he took me to Genesis chapter seven when Noah was building the boat. God said he saw ugliness in this town and he was finna destroy everybody in it, but Noah's family. So he had Noah to build an ark. You don't think Noah felt shame building that art, everybody else out chilling and stuff. And he back here in his backyard, building a boat. Everybody laughing at him. Why is he, why is he building this boat? He's so slow. Like, 
but he was following God. God told me, you don't think he felt shame? And so when he ministered these two things to me, especially that Ruth thing, that Ruth, that Ruth cut me in my heart. It really cut me in my heart because us in this day and age, we not built like that. We not built to start as a janitor. We not built to start as a housekeeper. We want to own the hotel. We want to own the company of the janitor. Or we want to come in as some type of high position. We're not willing to start all the way at the bottom. And we, some of us, not me, because I don't pick on nobody, but it's even some of y'all that are so prideful and so egotistical that you will actually look down on the person who's picking up behind you. You will actually look down on the person who is deciding to start from the bottom. And it's, it's just like, I'm sure Ruth had shame, but she did what she had to do because this is what she needed to do for herself and for her family, for Naomi. So after he told me that, I, I cried some more, but I went and I got back in my book and I wrote about that. I wrote about how we had to humble ourselves and how humility is saying, I don't want to do this, but loving God so much that you do it for him because it's not about us. It's about him. It's about him getting the glory. It's about him perfecting his will, not just in your life, but the lives of the people who are attached to you. So, you you gotta you gotta understand that. Half the stuff that I'm dealing with now, bro, I'm telling you right now, I don't want no parts. God knows me. I am a brat with him. <laughs> I am a brat with him, bro. I'm not doing that. It's so funny because I'm dealing with something right now. And there's a person that I don't want to talk to at all. Matter of fact, it's the same person. <laughs> That's so funny. It's the same person from back then. And God has that person in my life. And I'm telling him, same thing I told him then. Bro, I don't want to deal with that person. I don't want to talk to them. I don't want no parts, bro. I don't want no parts. And I was praying this morning. And I'm laughing because I know God kind of getting... He ain't mad at me because he know my heart and he know why I act the way that I act towards this person. But he knows that I'm operating out of my pride, right? So he knows it's my pride that's keeping me from speaking to this person. And so this morning I was praying and I was like, I need you to humble me severely. Because I know I got to talk to them, but in my own strength, I can't do it because I don't want to talk to them. So I need you to... What did I ask him? I said, I need you to humble me severely. Humble me to a, a point where I feel like I don't have no choice but to speak to them because I have to do your will. I have to. So, okay, that's cool. I come in the house. I'm so eager to record this episode. Now, y'all, this, this, the stuff that I'm reading off of, I started writing this stuff maybe in August. Right? So it has the titles and everything. This was written in August. Do you know what the title of this is today? Be obedient and humble yourself. 
talk about humbled severely <laughs> and the fact that I'm in the same position that I was back then at that same time with the same person why I don't want to deal with them, why I don't want to talk to them, why I don't want to be attached to them. And he's telling me to humble myself. Humble myself and be willing to do this for him. If I'm telling him that I love him so much, be willing to do this for him. Don't worry about this other person. Don't worry about how I'm feeling. Worry about God and my love and my respect and my desire to please him. Because I ask him all the time when I be doing stuff that I probably shouldn't do. Or when I avoid stuff that I probably shouldn't avoid, I always ask him, are you mad at me? Are you mad at me? Because I don't, I don't like for him to be mad at me. I don't like to feel like he's mad at me. I need a well done faithful servant every day, multiple times a day. I need that reassurance from God that he is still pleased with me and he has not given up on me and he has not taken his grace off of me. So I don't like to think that he's ever mad at me about anything. And that's why I have such an open dialogue with him. Lord, I know you want me to do this, but listen, listen to my heart real quick. Let just, let, let's just listen to what I'm saying real quick. Ultimately, it don't matter. But I tell him, like, listen, just listen for a minute. So he humbled me that day. And I got back in my book and I got back right there. And the next day, the next day, April 26th. Do y'all know what happened on April 26th? I got the job. I got the job offer. I got the job offer for a project manager position at the same company that I left. Same company that I quit back in October of 2022 is the same company that I work with today. Now, I want to remind y'all of something. Do y'all remember in the episode of me and the... um? The YouTube lady, how I said, she said in 90 days, God is going to turn it around for you. That was on January 26th. 90 days after January 26th is April 26th on that 90 day mark. And it just goes to show that God will bless you in the last hour. God will bless you in the 11th hour. He will bless you at the last minute when you are ready to give up. When you are done. When you are like, listen. Get it to somebody else. I'm going to do something else. When you are at that point, God is going to bless you. You just have to humble yourself and allow him to do that. But he knows your heart. God knows when you have humbled yourself, even when you are weak. Because when you are weak is when his grace is made sufficient. It's where his power can be the strongest. You can't have a miracle when you're strong. You have to be weak to have a miracle because a miracle is so powerful. For God to, to do a miracle in your life, you have to be at your weakest point. Miracles don't make sense when you're already high. You have to be at your weakest point. You have to be on your knees, on your face, telling him how much you don't want to do this, how much you don't like this. You are ready to give up. And at that last minute, he going to come through for you. And that's what he did. 90 days later, after I humbled myself, after I cried to him for days saying, I don't want to do this. I cried that whole day saying, I don't want to do this. But because I love you, 
and only because I love you. Not because I love this person, not because I love this situation, not because I even want this situation anymore, but because I love you, I'm going to do it. And the very next day, God came through and he gave me the supernatural provision that I needed to finish my book, to complete this book deal. So I just, and, and this is just taking me like, it's just really feeling like a full circle moment for me because for me to be in feeling the same way that I feel today, that I felt back then, but I love God a whole lot more now. I love him a whole lot more. I want to please him a whole lot more. Because I have a stronger relationship with him. So, of course, those things have grown. And it just... It just makes me want to get out of my own way and just please him. And just please him so he can do what he wants to do within my life. He's already showing me how I have new beginnings starting now. And... What you have to realize, and it's what I'm realizing as well, like I said in the last episode, when God wants to give you something, he's going to take some things away from you. You want that new car? Okay, well, your old car got to break down. Okay, you want that new house? Okay, well, you're probably going to be homeless. I don't know why he do it like that, y'all. <laughs> that is so that is so aggravating to me. But that's how he does things. You want that new job? Okay, well, you're probably about to experience a layoff. Like, this is how he works. And so, um, it just, it just puts me in a place of gratitude. Because now I can say this is how he works. And so now I know, like, if I want there to be a change in any of my situations, I have to be humble and I have to let God do his thing. And I also have to stop thinking that it's supposed to look a certain type of way. New, none of my new beginnings look the way that I wanted them to look. They're just so random. And you have to understand that you have to be broken down first before you can have that new thing, before that new thing can spring forth. And it, it takes me back to Hey Guy, um, I think it's chapter two, where they're like, do you remember the former former glory of this house? Do you remember the former glory of this house? It's nothing in comparison to what it's going to be. So let it break down. You break down. You break yourself down. You allow God to break you down. You be on your knees. But you lift your hands up and you tell him that, you that he has your yes. You tell him that you surrender to his will and to his way. You tell him that you're willing to hurt on his behalf because he was hurting on our behalf. That little warfare that we feel, the stuff that we feel, it is nothing in comparison to what God and his angels are fighting on our behalf. We just getting like the little hits. They are the ones that's taking the real big punches. They taking the hard hits. We What we experiencing is nothing in comparison to what God is doing on our behalf, how he is fighting for us. So just be willing to do it for him. Fight for him. Don't give up for him. And I'm truly talking to myself right now, y'all. But don't give up for God's sake. So, y'all, this concludes this episode. 
and being faithful in confusion series. And the jewel of the day is be obedient and humble yourself. That's it. Be obedient and humble yourself. Do what God has told you to do. Take your feelings and your emotions and your wants and your needs out of it. Humble yourself. Empty yourself of all of you so that God can fill you with all of him. And once you do that, you are ready to receive whatever it is that he is about to bring to you. Peace, love, and blessings to you all. And I will see y'all on the next episode.